using communication to build trust. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. So we're back again talking about how we use communication, and this time it's about using communication to build trust. And maybe trust in your relationship has taken a battering for some reason or another. Yeah, there's lots of different reasons why we have to rebuild trust or work on building trust in the relationship. What are they, Beck? Maybe the kind of issues that have come up, maybe infidelity. It's a big one, but it's also a common one where in the relationship there's some form of disconnection and then someone's gone looking outside for a reconnection. And now the relationship, they want to reconnect and rebuild after this break in trust. Maybe past experiences that they've had. So maybe they've had or been in a relationship where that has happened, it's not currently happening in this relationship, but they are still bearing the scars, I guess. Because that's happened, you believe it's going to happen again. And maybe even in your family, like your parents, there was something going on. So therefore, your understanding of a relationship, there's no trust in that. That's that's a good one. It could be something that's happened in childhood, that abuse or something else that's uh, made you not want to trust or reluctant to trust. You might want to trust. You might be reluctant to trust. So what's the conversation like when we want to rebuild trust? Because this is a really important conversation because it is the foundation of relationships. Without trust, you don't really have anywhere to move from, do you? There's no safety. And then you're always sitting in this flight and fight mode where you're almost looking for something to happen Well, you're on edge, so you can't quite get to that safe place which a relationship needs to thrive. That's true. And this is probably a really complicated one, trust, because it might take a lot of time for you to unravel this and heal this because it could be from childhood. It could be from past relationships, and then you've got to work through it together. I guess that's the most important, isn't it? You have to do it together. Mm. It is a conversation that happens together. Say it's the other person has the problems with trust, then you've got to be able to sit in that space and support them. Or you've got to trust your partner to sit in that space and support you. This is pretty tricky if you've had past experiences of not being able to trust in a relationship. If you've been in a relationship where there's been infidelity, you're now worried that's going to happen again. That can taint your experience. That can taint the way you actually connect with that person. You might not fully trust them, but they might not know that. So if this has happened to you before, and then it's really important to maybe voice that, is to actually have that conversation and say, hey, look, in the past, this happened to me, and this is how it made me feel, and it made me feel unsafe. So what I need now is I need help to feel safe in this relationship. This is not because you've done anything, but this is from 
my personal experiences. So maybe there's an ownership over and an awareness of the way we, we might be acting and reacting in a relationship if we know that we've had some sort of breakdown in trust in the past. Yeah, that takes a lot of self-awareness, doesn't it? Yeah, because otherwise we are going to project it on the other person. Oh, we're going to get triggered all the time. Every time the person leaves the house or picks up their phone or does something, you'll be like, ooh, hang on, what's happening here? But that is because we have this past story. Story, yeah. Mm. Like getting in the way. So actually, maybe if you are being triggered by your partner, there's a moment there to go, okay, hang on a second. Are they actually doing something or is this coming from me? Am I projecting at the moment? And maybe that's giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're not doing something. Yep. That's sometimes easier said than done when your head gets carried away. And you've had experience with this, haven't you? Mm-hmm. And it is that being vulnerable and having this conversation and saying, my fears are this. That's sometimes hard for the other person to take on because Mm. they might feel like they're being accused of doing something wrong and they're not doing anything wrong but they may feel accused of doing something wrong so that takes for the other person to be really good at holding space and not take it personally and i think we've had this sort of problem in our relationship of trust there were some shaky beginnings and some break of trust and what that's meant is that I have to work a bit harder now to make sure that you feel trusted and I've got to be aware of how I do things and let you know what I'm doing so that you don't overthink it and then create a story. It does take a bit of patience and time to rebuild that, doesn't it? I feel like that's as we're working on this over time, it's got better and better. Absolutely, yeah. It's a tricky conversation to have, isn't it? Because you don't want that other person to feel like you're blaming them or you're accusing them or you're looking super insecure and needy. So it's a really tricky one I've found to have and to be that vulnerable and go, oh, this has come up for me. I'm feeling very insecure about this. And and sometimes there's no logical explanation or reason for it. It's just a gut feeling. I've also noticed over time and people may be able to relate to this. It doesn't come up for me as much, but when I have raised it, it's almost like you're like, are you not over this thing already? Yeah. <laughs> like this was a while ago. <laughs> Find that I do get a little bit like, oh, really? Are we having this conversation again? But I do also have to recognize my part in this, that I created the circumstances. So rather than there being infidelity, there was me communicating with past partners and not actually telling you about it, Mm. realizing that was part of my people-pleasing way of doing things, but now knowing, okay, that was actually the wrong thing to do, and now I've got to rebuild that trust by maybe telling you more about what's going on so that you can feel comfortable in that. So even though I do get a little bit annoyed sometimes, I'm like, oh God, here's that conversation again. Actually my own fault at the end of the day. So I have to just shut up and suck it up. <laughs> and you are very good for the most part at holding space. <laughs> for when the it most com- part. I'll when it com- <laughs> add that in, in brackets. <laughs> when it comes up for me. And thank goodness as time's going on, it's becoming less of an issue for us. But I have found that having that conversation fairly quickly 
so it doesn't fester because I find that I'm really good at creating a story and there's probably other people out there that can relate to this, that you create a story around something. Partner might have looked at their phone and you're like, oh my God, they're communicating with them again. And you created a whole scenario story where they've been communicating for days or weeks and now they're going to meet up and your brain gets carried away with it. D- does your brain actually go that way, does it? Yeah, I'm a woman. Wow. That's what we do. <laughs> We're, we're amazing at it. You really are because it's funny because I don't – I know even sometimes you'll look at me and you'll be like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, oh, nothing because <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, I'm just looking, oh, maybe I should clean that bin. <laughs> what if I need to fix that? Yeah, we're amazing Thoughts at creating stories. Way more stories. detailed. Yeah. So- and maybe that's a good thing to actually express because that's sometimes the disconnect in the way – Different people do things, knowing that your partner might be just creating this incredible scenario Mm. situation with all the different people and all Mm. the different things going on, knowing that your partner might be heading down that way. And it's not their fault, in Mm. a sense. It's just the way their brain works. Then you, as the partner in that relationship, can go, okay, I need to actually have this conversation because this will help my partner process this better. Mm. They won't have to go down this path of many stories they can just actually go oh okay that's what it is and let it go and move on and ultimately we want our partner to feel safe because that's the way the relationship thrives so whatever we can both do to make that happen and it does mean that we do have to have these conversations be vulnerable talk about your fears but also be good at holding space when your partner does do that and try not to feel like you're being accused which is easier said than done, I guess. And for me, a lot of my worries in that trusting was trusting that you weren't just going to leave me. Mm. And because I've had that happen in the past where I've had a lot of relationships where they've just gone, it's over, bye. I haven't seen it coming. There were signs and I wasn't paying good attention to them. Mm. But there was a feeling for me of feeling unsafe in relationships because I don't know when that person was going to take off. And that's probably goes back to childhood mm. and that's a pattern that's repeated. So it's one thing that there's been conversations with you where, and you're very good at turning around and saying to me, I'm not going to leave you just because you said that thing or you did that thing or you acted like this. It's okay. And I feel safe in that. I go, oh, okay, she's not going to just walk off of me. It's just my head. And then I can let that go. And then over time, I let worry less and less that you're going to do that. And occasionally we have an argument and then I think, oh my God, she's over me. She's sick of me. I'm a pain in the ass. I'm just trouble. I'm hard work, blah, 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 blah. She's going to run off of me and I do that. And then I have to actually reach out to you and say, hey, this is how I feel. And there's vulnerability in that to be able to say, you know, I'm trying not to be needy right now, but I actually need to know that you're here for me. Yeah, you're very good at sharing that. And when you do that, then I go, oh, and then I relax. Mm. And then there's less that sort of anxiety and that escalation of Mm. feelings. I think that's another important conversation, isn't it, is talk about commitment. If you're feeling unsafe in this relationship, you want to know that this person's committed to it. And so that's a conversation in itself, isn't it? Oh, definitely. It's a really important conversation. Mm. Should be happening fairly early on in that sense of what are we committing to in this relationship? You know, in the first stages, it might be I'm committing to just be with you and Mm. nobody else. Mm. Then it could be I'm committing to building a family with you, building a life with you. But for both people to know exactly where the other person stands, Mm. 
And the only way is to actually have a conversation. You can't guess what's going on inside that head. Mm. I've worked out that it's not worth me trying to guess what's going on inside your head because there's a lot happening in there. <laughs> it's a messy, messy I place. Am a woman. There is a lot going on. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a way hell of too a lot much happening. half the time. <laughs> it's so funny because you probably spend a lot more time in that emotional relationship space thinking about all those things than I do. And I spend way more time in my business head mm. creating planning, organizing than you do. Mm. And we have to actually have conversations to realize that's where the other person, you're not thinking about business. I'm not thinking about the relationship all the time. I do think about the relationship, Mm. but I probably put it in that priority of, oh, okay, we need to do something about this thing now. People that have had their trust portrayed that they, I don't want to say trust issues because I feel like that's a label that people get stuck with. I'm going to say that they've had their trust betrayed and that happens in life, unfortunately, whether it be by a parent or a friend or a lover. Yeah. But it's something you can work through with the right person. I think that when they have had their trust betrayed, they have commitment concerns. Ooh, good. Commitment concerns. I like that. Yeah, so they're often a little bit scared to commit. And so that's another thing that you might have to work through with them because they want to feel safe enough to commit to you. Definitely. Obviously, you're not going to commit to them if they're not committing to you. And so that was a conversation we had to have too, really, wasn't it? Because there was a few commitment concerns. So, you know, it was both of us kind of having that conversation about where do you want this to go? How committed to it are you? Mm. You know, and then we'd step in a little deeper because we go, okay, that person is willing to commit a little bit more. So that's a good conversation too, I think. These are all important conversations in a relationship and building, because this is about building trust. Mm. The other conversation is about rebuilding trust. So when there's actually been infidelity in the relationship, one person has had either an emotional or physical affair and stepped away and now they're trying to come back together. And that's a much bigger conversation. How can we rebuild trust or gain trust or create a more safer environment in the relationship? What do we need to do to make that happen? Have you got any suggestions? Well, I think when you were talking about holding space before, I think that is hugely important. Holding space for those people who don't understand that. There is a podcast we put out there called H is for Holding Space. But to sum it up, it's about being able to sit in the space and for the person to be able to, for me to be able to speak my mind without attacking and criticizing to express where I'm at, what's going on for me. And for for you as my partner to hear me and empathize, to not get triggered by what I say, to understand that what I'm trying to say is how I feel so that you have a better understanding of me. And that works both ways. And that's really important, I think, in this stage, because when there has been trust broken, we've got to rebuild trust. And to rebuild trust, there's got to be vulnerability in that space. And we can't just make it the other person's fault or problem or you need to. There's There can't be shame and blame Mm. if we want to move forward together and build trust because shame and blame keeps us in the same spot where we're just that's right it's angry. your fault it's your yeah. fault mm. and i'm angry with you and i want to stay angry with you yeah and then nothing changes so instead tell them what you need to feel safe yeah what does that person need to do mm. make it more proactive and less blame also i think that the other person being true to their word is really important say what you mean and be true to it that creates a lot more trust. Also being 100% honest and transparent with each other is really important too to create that trust. And these are conversations which are going to have to happen over time. This is not one conversation that will magically fix it. It's regularly 
sitting down and having conversations and maybe even that prioritizing of the conversation and saying like, we're going to sit down and just have these conversations about our relationship so that I know where you're at and what's going on for you and vice versa so that we can actively work together on supporting each other and growing the relationship and dealing with what's happened in the past. That's right. When trust has been compromised, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time to work through it and so be patient and if you do take that time and really work on it then you can rebuild that relationship and make it stronger because you've actually put your relationship through something quite difficult and draining Mm. and to come back from that and to really work harder Mm. could make your relationship even stronger than before. And quite often you haven't just worked on an issue between the two of you, you've worked on an issue between, you know, that's come up or you've carried on from past relationships or being a child. So you've worked through quite this significant chunk of areas of trust that you need to already have worked on before you got into the relationship. So I think having that time and patience and energy put into it, like you said, you'll come out stronger because you've you've let go of a lot of old stuff. That's a really interesting point that if this stuff that's come up in this relationship is just a repetition of a past story, then what you're doing is together you're helping heal that aspect of the relationship, but also of each person who has been through it mm-hmm. so that they've actually got an opportunity to move forward better. Because you might have had this happen in a past relationship and nothing has ever been done to salvage it or communicate about it. So people have just gone their own ways angrily. Yeah. And you've held on to a story. Yeah. And there's resentment and there's all this stuff. And you always take it with you. Yeah. You don't get rid of that until you actively do something about Mm. it. So working through it together, you grow as a person and as a couple. So Beck and I are putting together an online course for couples and parents. And it's something that we were able to do through a grant through our local council. We would love your feedback. We have a link to a survey in our show notes that you can take part in and then you'll get a free version of that online course. Check out our YouTube channel, which has some videos on there and also Facebook. So, And join us for our next episode in this season. Communication during intimacy. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.